Welcome, beautiful souls, to Shine on You, the podcast that dives deep into the realms of modern spirituality, the metaphysical, and the mystical. I'm your guide on this journey, Renee Novello. This is not just a podcast, it's a sanctuary for the open-minded, the curious, and those called to topics that may be, at times, a little out there. Through grounded, heart-centered conversations, we are here to support your next breakthrough into higher alignment and help illuminate the path, highlighting the threads of wisdom that connect us all. We are a community of kindred spirits, a space for belonging, connection, and shared wisdom. This is Shine On You, a podcast where the coastal breezes of Wilmington, North Carolina meet cosmic mysteries. Jump in and join us for conversations that will feel like sunshine for your soul. To follow me along on this journey, head over to my website at renenovello.com or follow me on Instagram at vibe with intuition. Now let's dive into the interview. Just a quick disclaimer, this podcast represents the opinions of myself, Renee Novello, and my guests on the show. The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is for informational purposes only. Each person is so unique. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Welcome to another episode of Shine on You. So excited to be here today. Now we are moving through the energy of 2024. How are we feeling? I feel like this year so far is not pulling any punches. There is a lot of activity, a lot of fast moving changes, and it's kind of an exciting momentum to be a part of. That's been my experience so far, but how are we doing? I know that we loved the episode with Christina. If you did not get a chance to go back or go back and listen, I just have to say thank you so much for all of the love and support that you showed her and the show. The response was really incredible and it felt so good. Just it felt palpable, the energy that came from that episode. So I'm really excited that we kicked off that way and Yeah, I'm excited for what's to come. I mean, we're back today with another incredible and interesting guest episode. Um, Today we have the owner of a new facility to Wilmington. It is an energy enhancement system center. Today we are going to be speaking to Terry Starkey. Hi, Terry. Hi. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I love it. So we are going to be talking all about what an energy enhancement system is and the impact, the potential, just kind of unpacking some of those details that we have available to us now here locally. And at the end, you'll want to stay tuned because we're going to talk about a fun collaboration that we have coming up in, let's see, next month in February. So I thought maybe we would start because... I know a little bit about energy healing, and I don't want to assume that everybody does. So maybe start off and just tell listeners that might be brand new to understanding energy healing or our energy field, what that is about. Yeah, so the energy field of humans, we all have an aura, 
That's our energy field. We're energy beings. So we all have millivolts within our cells. Our cells are electrical. And my system, the energy enhancement system, is charging those cells for optimal healing. That's awesome. Yeah. It's amazing, honestly. And I I think that it's so easy to forget, or maybe we don't even realize until a little bit of life happens, that we are actually energy, that everything is energy, everything. Right. (laughs) And so I know I have been into your space, and I was blown away by the environment and, and the felt experience of being there. But maybe describe for us or the listener who has never, you know, this is new to them or they've never been in this sort of environment. What is it like in the energy enhancement system room when they come into your space? I like to tell people that coming into the space is like a warm hug. You feel the energy. People that are very in tune to their bodies feel the energy immediately. Mm -hmm. They can come into the waiting room and they can feel the energy. And then when you go into the EE room, it is like next level of energy happening. Uh, The energy is scalar waves and it is bringing up the frequency of every cell in your body so that your body can begin to heal itself. Yes. So it's not the energy itself healing the body for you. It's bringing that frequency up so that your body begins to do what it was naturally meant to do. So it's like just, I can't even begin to like explain the feeling if you're in tune with your body. I felt it. And I know I've talked to someone else locally that has been in there and and she weren't, she was funny because I said, what did you, what did it feel like? And she was like, you know, I'm not a super sensitive person. So I didn't necessarily have a feeling attached. She like, she didn't necessarily notice much, but she's like, I bet you, you will. And I did. I mean, I felt it like going into the lobby. I felt it to your point in the room itself. And when you walk in, you have television screens, right? Yep. It's like, um, computer monitors, computer monitors. Yep. Okay. And they're on, There's towers in the corners of the room, and the screens are have a program that's running behind each screen. They're bright colors. Some are moving fast. Some are moving this way. Some are moving that way. It is the colors are aligned to your chakra system. Okay, I was wondering what was going on with the television screens. Yeah. So I'm glad we're talking about this. So tell me (laughs) what. What's happening with those screens? Like, what are we seeing there? Right. So what it's doing is the screens are colliding in the middle of the room. Okay. I have that little table with the the crystal crystal egg. Okay. So that's where the energy field is like all colliding together, which is creating the scalar energy. Okay. Now that goes beyond where the screens are. So that entire room is filled with potent energy. Each... Um, screen is then programmed to different frequencies for the body. Okay. And then there's other um, energy fields running behind that that are like Schumann resonance, like grounding earth energy. I was going to say, tell us what the Schumann resonance is because I know, but just 
in your so understanding? Schumann resonance is like what the earth is, the energy of the earth, mm-hmm. what mother earth is her frequency. Emitting. Yep. Yeah. So when people talk about grounding, that's like going out and putting your bare feet on the earth or hugging a tree or touching flowers or plants. Like that's all like grounding energy and connecting you to the earth. Yeah. Like anchoring in that frequency that is so beneficial for us who are natural beings. (laughs) And I love what you said about the body's ability to heal itself. I have been in different kind of wellness modalities and that is something that I have always shared and felt so strongly about because again, just like not understanding what energy is or how it affects us, most of our life, well, I'll speak for myself. Most of my life, I thought I had, you know, I grew up in the 80s. I had, you know, uh, um, very well-meaning parents, but, you know, any ache, pain, anything going on, I got antibiotics. I got, <laughs> <laughs> did you grow up in the 80s? <laughs> yeah. Or, I don't know if we're uh-huh. the same age, but yeah. So, you know, I was pumped with, you know, you go to the doctor when you're sick and, and nothing, you know, to say there's wrong with that. And there's a time and a place, but Nobody ever really, until I went through kind of my own journey with healing and awakening to this understanding that if my body is given the right circumstances to a cellular level, yep. it can heal itself. In fact, it was meant to heal itself. Yep. And sometimes you can interfere with that in our, by living our everyday life in the environment and the toxicity that we're all exposed to regardless of, you know, what's going on individually right so oh yeah the beautiful part about not only the and I want to talk more about the environment and my kind of experience of it but is that you are in a environment tell me if I'm right that's conducive to your body on a cellular level reminding itself how to do what it was designed to do which is come back to equilibrium and balance is that Yes. Is that it? Yeah. And homeostasis, like our <clears throat> our cells in our body charge, like optimal healing is between 70 and 90 millivolts. Okay. So that is optimal health right there. Now 20 and below is disease. So... There's also that between 20 and 70 where we may be deteriorating some, but maybe we're not noticing Mm. those things happening. And it does take a lot for, you know, modern day doctoring is you're noticing something significant. Well, the body's already in the disease state. Right. And your body's already working at like 50% at that point. Or like when we go in and we're like, oh, I'm going to go get my blood levels checked. Mm -hmm. And then people, especially with thyroid or hormones, the the tests are saying, oh, you're fine. Right. And you're like, but no, I'm not. Something's wrong. I don't feel right. And so it's like you're in between that phase of disease or optimal health. And it's like some people aren't in tune enough to their body to know that. So this is like... The charge, like we charge our cell phones. Mm. This is the charge for our body. 
But then we're going back out into the environment that people are eating tons of processed food, not drinking clean water, just like not structured water. Structured water is amazing for your body. So if we're going home and, you know, having Chick-fil-A and a sweet tea for dinner, (laughs) but we just came out of a two-hour session at the EE, it's like you're... Those, those things your body just did to work on things, you pretty much canceled it. Yeah. So it's obviously not a, a – and this is the way I feel about many different modalities. It's not just one thing that's going to tip the scales. It's about a cumulative effect of doing many different things consistently over time that start to have – tip the scales and to have a more positive impact on your overall vitality and keeping you out of a diseased state, right? Yes. So, yeah. And I appreciate that because I think that, I mean, look, we all want a quick fix. We all want somebody to say, here, do this, take this, you know, you'll be completely feeling normal again. And I know it's not that easy. I have lived, you know, it's (laughs) like a lot of trial, error, spiral, you know, you think everything's cool. So this experience of being at the, um, energy enhancement, what do you call it, a room? Yeah, it's a room. It's like a sanctuary in there. It feels Mm -hmm. like it. So there's really comfortable chairs all around. You have the really nice lighting and then those screens with the beautiful different colors and codes and things that you can kind of zone out on. But you don't even necessarily have to pay attention to the screens, right? Right. They're just kind of eye-catching. So there's like biophotonic light going on, which your body, your eyes take in and knows exactly what it's helping with, but you don't have to be staring at the screen. And sometimes most people go in there and they fall asleep. Yeah. When I was in there, there was, everybody was like napping. It was like a nap room. And I was like, this this should be a part of everyone's life. Right. (laughs) Everyone should have a comfortable, warm (laughs) nap room. Right. So there's, we have reclining chairs and then we have some zero gravity chairs so your butt, all the pressure's off your spine yeah. if you do true zero gravity. Um, some of the chairs have heat. It's just your body is healing optimally when you're at rest. Mm-hmm. So when you go into the energy room, it's like if you were going into a meditation. Like you're not bringing your cell phone. You're not scrolling Instagram. Mm-hmm. You're, you're there to do that piece for your body, for yeah. your mind for your heart, your soul, yes, and just really relax into that. It's an amplifier. So it's another important piece of going in there and just being really intentional or just really zoning out because it's your body knows what it needs to do in that energy. Yeah. Um, I felt that. I, I immediately felt my experience was, and I didn't spend a full session in there, but I, my experience was that it felt like I was able to drop immediately into a meditative state and it felt like a weighted blanket kind of feeling. Like I felt just this like cozy, warm kind of sensation. And, and I, yeah, I had this like, wow, like this sense of just peace overcome me and I felt very um yeah very much like an intuitive um, meditative state started pretty much right away and almost at first I was like whoa this is kind of intense you know and I again I'm just I think I'm more sensitive than the average but 
you know, it felt like definitely that sense of like, oh, wow, like something is happening. But again, I don't need to know. And it's amazing to have something that also, to your point about rest, because I <laughs> like the type of yoga that I teach and that I like to teach is about helping people learn how to activate the relaxation response in the body, right? Yeah. And that's something we don't actually know how to do. We immediately, our physiological body will go into fight or flight. Like we don't have to think about that. But we do not actually know how to activate the relaxation response until we experience it. And then we can have that muscle memory of like, oh, this is how I relax. This is how I slow down my breathing and my heart rate and calm down and, you know, and that kind of thing. And I feel like having this space where people can heal, uh, you know, and relax is such a needed antidote <laughs> to oh, <yes. laughs> all that we are constantly being bombarded with information-wise. I mean, it's, even with good boundaries, I mean, it's just constant. Yeah. It's constant. So what are some of the benefits? I mean, I know that we're kind of speaking vaguely about yeah. some of the felt experience and the benefits. I've heard it helps with the telomeres. Yep. It lengthens the telomeres. Okay. Within the DNA, it is repairing the broken DNA. So like all the toxins that are rained down us every day, it is going in and repairing those pieces. Wow. It is. So like when people say, I didn't feel anything after a two-hour session, it's like sometimes we don't know mm-hmm. what the body is working on that we had no idea was happening. Definitely. Like unless someone is literally getting blood drawn every day and mm-hmm. doing all these tests every day, we wouldn't know. Yeah. Which is how some, you know, some things happen to people and they're like, it just happened. I and didn't like, see it coming. Yeah. 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 Or even people passing. Like what? I had no idea something was wrong right. within the heart. I felt healthy or great. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Just those kind of things. I was going to just touch on a piece, too, of the dropping into meditation. Mm -hmm. Because in that energy, you can drop deeper than a Tibetan monk within seven minutes. Oh, really? It's been measured? Yes, measured. They have tested these things. Yes. So it's like those those people are meditating every day of their life. Like (laughs) when you say like you felt like you just dropped in right away. That's what it's doing. But like you're very connected to your body, which is also why you're probably more sensitive to that energy. Yeah. Some people are bringing in soda when they come in. Everybody's starting at a different place. Yeah, for sure. I get that. Well, that's amazing in of itself because I know people oftentimes really struggle with the idea of meditating because it's like, oh, I I can't do that. Like, And to have that sense of like, it was almost like, it was happening for me. I wasn't even in making the intention, although, you know, you know, have an intentional feeling of going in to relax, but yep. it was like that happened without me quote unquote trying, which I know for people that try to meditate, quote unquote, it's like frustrating, right? Yeah. It yeah. almost like forces the body to be in that state versus if I would just sit here meditating, it's like, okay, I'm thinking about the next thing. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about the problem yesterday, like whatever it is to really get to that nothing state, but that energy is doing that for you. It's almost like a white noise space, you know, white space of feeling from just my experience with meditating. 
you know, I don't consider myself some incredible meditator, but being able to get to that space, even in small doses, can be really beneficial. Who are you seeing come in and and what type of benefits are they getting? I would say the average, what I'm seeing is like 40 to, I think my oldest gentleman was like 86. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, The majority of these people are very in tune to energy or they've tried so many things in their life and the pill for every ill isn't working. Mm. Just all the things they've been told would help aren't helping. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they're there. They're like, what What could it hurt? Like right. that energy is nothing but like pure divine energy. There's no no negative things happening with, within that energy. Mm-hmm. So a few things that I've noticed, and this is interesting too, that some people will come out and be like, oh, I didn't feel anything. But I notice from them going in to them coming out, their their facial, just their energy, their like joy coming out. It's like very interesting of, you just see the peace within them. So I always like smile when they say, oh, I didn't really feel anything. And I'm like, that's, that's okay. Yeah. Like, it's doing things that you maybe had no idea had to happen within the body. That's very interesting. I would say there's an array of vitality, energy, sleeping better. Mm-hmm. One older gentleman had his hearing aids out in there. because he, he went in with his hearing aids and he was like, do I have to take them out? I was like, no, keep them in. Like, that's totally fine. And when I came two hours later to get him out, he had his hearing aids on the table. So I touched the man's shoulder to like wake him up. And he like just opened his eyes and I was like, it's time to get up. (laughs) Cause it's just so sweet when someone's just like looking at you like, where am I? (laughs) (laughs) Who is this angel waking me up? (laughs) And he like just gave me the biggest smile and he was like, okay, it's time to get up. And he was like, I took out my hearing aids. And I was like, I see that. And you're hearing me and I'm whispering to you. And he was just like, like what? (laughs) It was amazing. And I was like, eyesight, hearing, sinuses, like where they've been stuffy or Mm -hmm. pressure. And like that all just goes away. So it's just so cool. Something you mentioned about the the healing energy, and I I think this might be the scalar energy that you're referring to, radiates. And I I don't know if this is true, but I saw somewhere before this that it radiates up to like two miles. Is that true? Is that Mm -hmm. accurate? Because I was like, maybe I should like move in next door. (laughs) (laughs) They've done. so interesting. They've done testing where scalar energy can travel 2.2 miles. I would love to know if you have any specific testimonies in just your short time of being open that you have, or people that are sharing impact stories, maybe that you've had so far. I would just, I'm just curious about stories and. Yeah. So some that have like really just shocked me is like earlier, the man with the hearing aid, um, his sinuses, another one that um, used to be a heroin user. Because I think as addicts, it's almost like a daily thing. It's like a daily fight of, am I going to use again? Mm -hmm. Fighting that. And he said that was the first time he has ever not had that thought cross his mind. Wow. 
So just like powerful things like that, I would say in general, better sleep, vitality, just like people having the energy. And sometimes it's like they don't notice it right away. You know, maybe you had a hard time getting off the couch and all of a sudden you're just like bouncing up, like that's normal. Things like that. A little Down syndrome boy that's came, He his mom said that he is like now tracking her with his eyes mm. and like following where she's going. Little amazing things. And this is just the things that people want to share. And this is in six weeks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is it's it's been a this month and a half. And so cool. It's just, yeah, spots like moles or like weird bumps or lumps on people's skin disappearing and like things that they're like you know like one woman was saying it was in her hairline and she was like all of a sudden I was feeling my head and I was like wait where'd that go (laughs) and she was like I've been at the The E a few times what is the frequency you feel like is the best um like the I guess the duration of the session that gets the best optimal result I guess and then um like how frequently people go yeah so I, in my space, have two-hour sessions. If someone's very sensitive to the energy, I'm fine doing a one-hour session. Uh, But two hours, I feel like, is optimal for, like, actually relaxing and, like, letting the body have time to, like, start working on things. Mm -hmm. People say that four hours is pretty powerful. And then there's also overnight sessions where you sleep in that energy. Whoa. Yeah. Bet you have some interesting dreams. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I would say two, four, and then like probably overnights. Longer. And it is the longer you're in there, the better. Yeah. Because when we come out, we're bombarded with right. all the things again. So it's like in these, doing the energy um, enhancement system, it's like good to be drinking good water, yeah. eating clean food, fruits and vegetables, things from the earth. And taking a cleansing or a um, detox bath. Detox after. bath is very important afterwards. With not Epsom salt. Correct. Epsom salt. Yep. I'm. I've <laughs> always or I've mentioned this before. I'm not a big proponent of Epsom salt personally, but sea salt. Yes. We so, live at the ocean. Yeah. Exactly. Go get in the ocean, but <laughs> take a bath. Yep. After being in there to cleanse yep. and and help any detox move through. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it's kicking everything back up into your cells to be removed. So, so you it's like need you to need move it along. to move it along. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. We do the sea salt bath helps pull toxins from the system and the skin. The skin's your biggest organ. Mm-hmm. There are some people that maybe can't do baths. Then I tell them like a foot soak is very helpful. Um, I would do two foot soaks compared to like one bath. Okay. Um, and then just other things that help your body. Like if you're constipated a lot, like be doing smooth move tea yeah. or something. Like your bowels and all that are like what else also help detox the body. Get the toxins out. Yeah. Charcoal Definitely. pills, like mm. things that can bind things up to flush them out. Yeah. I um I wanted to share with everyone that I feel I'm so excited that you invited me to actually come into the space and teach a series of yoga classes. So I did want to let everyone listening know that we are going to offer at your facility four yoga sessions. We're going to do every other week, see how it goes. Um, Yes. It'll be an opportunity to stretch. It'll be calming. It'll be um, approachable for any level, any experience level. 
very nurturing, really turning the attention inward to the sensation of just gentle movements. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to to bring that there. And I'm really looking forward to it. So that'll begin um, February Thursday. It's Thursdays at 11, starting February 8th. Yep. A bi-weekly, so every other week. Yep. I'm looking forward to that and being with your sweet clients. So yeah. when I saw your location, I met you, I was like, oh, wait. And then it triggered, a, I was like, I've seen this other places. And I feel like now is the time where we're seeing, and I feel like the world is ready for this. And we're seeing these sorts of, you know, or I guess they are the same energy enhancement system centers coming up, you know, popping up here and there and all the different places. And this is, I mean, you decide, you shared a little bit of, with me about your decision to move to Wilmington because you've only been here for what, how long? We moved in May. And it was to bring the center here. To bring here. the center here, yeah. I think that's so interesting. Yeah. So that story. <laughs> Tell us. Yeah. Um, it was two Christmases ago. I had like really been hearing more of this energy enhancement system. And there was a place in... Canapolis out by Charlotte and so for Christmas my mom was in town and I was like let's go like I really need to go to this this place so we go and oh it was just so amazing and like even for my mom she has she's had a knee replacement she's had she needs another knee replacement like there's things going on mm-hmm. so Although I'm feeling the energy, I'm, like, more, like, interested in, like, what she's feeling. It was just so, so amazing, all her things that were going on, even within that two-hour. And, like, we just talked about it, the whole three-hour ride home. And what led you to make the decision to do yes. this and to open the center on your own? Like, because that's a, I mean, that's a big undertaking. And yeah. So when I was not only that, but moved to a new location to do it. So you felt you had such a profound experience. Yeah. At the location that you visited, something within you was like, I'm meant to do this. I'm meant to bring this healing energy to a community. Yeah. So when I was there, it was like just heart blown wide open. Like, this is what you're doing. Make it happen. How are you going to do this? You know, like. Things going through my mind like warp speed. So on the way home, me and mom were chatting. I'm like, mom, I'm meant to do this. How do I do this? How do I afford it? Like, what does this look like? How do I get my husband on board? <laughs> yeah, all the, <laughs> all the, all things. the things. And stuff. Because prior to all this, I've been a stay-at-home mom for a very long time. And I dabbled in like real estate. So I had my real estate license. Mm-hmm. I've done all kinds of other things too. So it was like probably a good month of me working on him almost every day, being like, I know this is crazy. This is what I'm meant to do, blah, blah, blah. At that time, this was like January of last year. I'm keeping up on the EE system and Unified Healing, which is another partner. And it's like all of a sudden things are popping up around Raleigh area because that's where we moved from. So much so that they were like, nope, you can't open in Wake Forest. 
And I was just like crushed. I mean, it was like tons of tears. So that was your original plan because you lived yep. there. Because we made lived sense. there. Yep. We had been there for six so years. So now you have to tell your husband, not only are we opening an energy enhancement system yes. center, but we are going to move to do it. Right. 100%. How did that go over? <laughs> he was just like, you've got to be kidding me. He's like, isn't there any way they can like, even if you move further out of like Wake Forest, because there was a North, there was a Raleigh, a North Raleigh coming a Chapel Hill, a Clayton, like all of these are like popping up. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I will talk to them and see where I could go. And here go. you are. <laughs> and it was Wilmington or Jacksonville. Okay. And we're like, Wilmington it is. Let's go. Beat your bust. That's right. And then it was getting my kids on board. Mm-hmm. I have a 14 and 11-year-old. So it was like... How am I going to yeah. tell them this is like on mom's heart so heavy and I need you be to be a team player? I feel you. I did almost the same thing when we moved here from yeah. Virginia. It's like, don't you want to live at the beach, guys? Right. <laughs> I was like, we could surf even though your mom doesn't surf. But like, you guys can learn how to surf. But my kids were just like, yeah, mom, let's go. I love that. Yeah. So then it was just so many crazy wild things happened within this last year. <clears throat> Moving out here, that was May, and just searching for a space. That in itself was, like, difficult. Yeah. Like, within Wilmington, it was a long search. I knew when I was to walk into this space, I would know immediately. Mm-hmm. And so many were like, uh, it's okay. Right. But like, nope. It wasn't really hitting you. But once you come into the space, it's so beautiful. It's big windows, glass, like. It was meant to be. Yeah. So you mentioned that was on your heart. I, would you be willing to share a little bit about your journey of your, your healing journey that I know you mentioned a little bit on your website about, but what was it in you that felt like this was the right thing for you to align with? And how, you know, how, how does that connect with you and what you have experienced in your own path? Yeah. So the health journey of Terry is very extensive and goes way back to 14 years old and being very, very sick as a child. Sick as in a lot of colds and coughs, immune problems, like all these things where I was born in the 80s. So my parents were like, oh, our kid's just sick a lot. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't until, gosh, I was 14 and was so sick and ended up going to the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. Mm. So that's where I'm originally from is Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis, which is a lung disease. Mm. And that's just like a really tricky time in a child's life. Mm-hmm. 14's like super rebellious. <laughs> like you don't want a label like that. Mm-hmm. When I look back on all these things, it was to get me prepared for this moment. To have a thing that people can also relate to. Exactly. Yeah. And cystic fibrosis is a genetic disease, a lung disease, where your body's creating a ton of mucus. Mm-hmm. And eventually you need a lung transplant or you pass away 
So that's actually what brought us to North Carolina is seven years ago, my doctors at the Mayo Clinic were like, we can't, like I was getting close to needing a transplant. Mm. They're like, we can't help you. I'm like, what do you mean you can't help me? Like I've been here since I've been 14 yeah. years old. I have children now and like you're telling me you can't give me a transplant? That's when I found out like the really <clears throat> ugly side of our healthcare system. A lot of these places cherry pick their patients. So I was a high risk transplant, meaning I don't have a very good survival rate after a year. And they need <clears throat> for their numbers to be up. Right. For you to live a long time. So <laughs> that was shattering in itself. As a young mom and in my 30s, them saying, sorry, we can't help you. Well, it led us here to North Carolina for Duke mm -hmm. Hospital because they did a lot more high-risk transplants. And they did so many transplants that if people passed away, it was okay. Their numbers were still going to look good. Okay. So <laughs> we go to Duke and we, again, I completely moved my family across the country, mm -hmm. literally leaving all our support, both families there, like everyone is there. And it's like, well, we're going so that I can live a life still, yeah. see my kids get older, just really intense emotions behind all that. So from Duke being on... <clears throat> the transplant list, I, I went there not needing the transplant right away, knowing it was coming, went through rehab for my lungs. So like pretty much preparing for the transplant. Mm. <clears throat> they weren't yet listing me on a transplant list because I was still too healthy. And I was at 25% lung function oh for someone my age. Went through pulmonary rehab, <clears throat> did all those things. In pulmonary rehab, they're like doing these exercises. And these aren't hard exercises. I'm in pulmonary rehab with like 50 to 80-year-olds. And I'm the one struggling walking the track. At one point, my like oxygen drops, almost like pass out needing oxygen. And at this time, I wasn't on oxygen yet because they kept saying, your oxygen level's fine. Took many tests. My doctors were not on board with some of these. Me and the doctor did not get along well at all. Mm. She was another person coming into my life where it was like, Terry, how strong are you going to be? And I'm thinking, how much stronger? Like, how much more do I have to endure in all this to live? Mm -hmm. I ended up getting on oxygen. I was on pretty much 24-7 oxygen trying to still do daily life. I didn't leave my house much. When I would leave, I'd have to have like a portable oxygen thing, which was also just hard. It was hard for my kids. I always used to worry with my kids like, oh, they see me as like this really sick mom, but they also didn't know any different. So that was like normal to them. You know, it wasn't like they had all these other friend moms that were like doing all the things, even though I was seeing that. Uh, so that was a hard piece too. There's a lot of layers. Oh, so many layers. So so from then, I pretty much end up being declined at Duke for a double lung transplant on the basis of I was non-compliant. 
So me and this doctor are constantly at each other's throats. And then she has the power to be like, oh, you're non-compliant. You're not doing what you need to be doing. What? At this point, I'm at like 23% lung function. Because you were probably advocating for yourself. Because I'm advocating for her, for myself. You know yourself. Yeah. And she's coming into the equation after you've been living with this for years and saying, this is what's best for you. Yeah. And then not listening when, you know, drugs that she's saying are going to help me are actually hurting me. And I'm telling her one of these big, heavy hitting antibiotics uh, called Zyvox or linazolid in IV form that I'm hooked up to all the time is literally dropping my platelets so low that I'm like pouring out blood from my nose by like coughing or coughing up mouthfuls of blood. And you know. And I'm telling them something is wrong. It's this medication. This is the only thing I've changed, blah, blah, blah. And like, nope, that's not possible. So it's like, again, advocating for myself of, okay, I'm not taking that drug anymore. If you're going to label me as non-compliant when you're literally trying to kill me, I don't know what else to tell you, lady. Right. At one point, she was just really evil. And some of these appointments I'd go to by myself because my husband had to work and we had kids in school and this is what I had to do. And we just end up, he's like, that's it. You're not going back there. This woman After is After you've insane. relocated your life. Yeah. Knowing Duke before I left was like, yep, we will be able to transplant you. Come down, get down here early. Let's get you set up in the system. Let's get you doing all these things to say, oh, you're non-compliant. And this is even me after going through like pulmonary rehab. How are you telling me I'm non-compliant? What year was this? This was 2017 and 2018. So then we switched to UNC. UNC is very small. Their mm-hmm. cystic fibrosis lung center is small. I knew that they also wouldn't be able to transplant me. But they heard my story of Duke and they're like, come, we will do whatever we can. Let's see what we can do for you. So went through them, <clears throat> did all the things. And then there are some medications that help cystic fibrosis patients. <clears throat> one of them was a new one coming out called Trikafta. Mm. Trikafta is working on the cellular level to help the genes that are involved with CF. And it was specific to my mutations. So there were other drugs that other CFers I knew were on, but it was specific to their mutations. My mutations were kind of wonky. So literally the end of, was it 2019? Yep. With many hospital stays, I'm talking th- throughout this journey of transplant stuff, feeding tubes, constant IV antibiotics. I had a port. I mean, every six weeks, I was on another regimen of antibiotics. Talk about destroying the gut, the body, the teeth, like everything was just falling apart. So UNC is like, we'll do whatever we can to help you. Then we hear about this medication that we knew was in trials but still not out to like other people mm-hmm. my doctor was amazing he was like terry i'm gonna write paper after paper after paper to the drug company you need this medication and we don't we can't transplant you you're gonna have to go to pittsburgh <gasps> 
I was like, you've got to be kidding what? me. Like, this is unreal. And we were just like, there was, there were some nights where I was like, I'm sorry, love. I may not make it through the night. Strapped to oxygen, coughing nonstop through the night, barely being able to like move, you know, it was just insane. So we decide, okay, we're going to go up to Pittsburgh, check out their hospital. They end up telling me I'm still too healthy to be listed. God, are you kidding me? And I'm like, seriously, I'm like ready to throw in the towel. Yeah. But like knowing in my heart, I have a bigger purpose on this life, like for this lifetime. And I'm not ready to leave my kids, even though I've well prepared my husband to be an amazing father to them and to do what I can't do. So we get home from Pittsburgh and they, you know, call us and say, okay, you're still too healthy, but let's, let's see you in three months, whatever. In the meantime, my doctor at UNC is writing papers to send to Vertex, who's the maker of Mm -hmm. Trikafta and literally I mean we're like watching their site like hawks like okay when is it going to be released when is it going to be released this is probably like October of 2019 and the drug was supposed to release January of 2020 (laughs) and it was the end of October they released it early because we were trying to get compassionate care use, mm-hmm. knowing it's going to be released. We're just like maybe four months ahead of schedule. So there was like a file of this that my doctor had already tried sending, and all of a sudden I could get on this medication. So November, they're like, Terry, we have you approved for this medication. This medication's over $400,000 a year. What? Yes. I want to say it's like $475,000. Like, I think my stomach just did a yeah. flip. And this is like what they can do, which is criminal. <sighs> Thank God for health insurance. Um, so I end up getting on the medication. Literally, it was like right before Thanksgiving 2019. And in two weeks time, I was no, no longer needing oxygen. It was like a new chance at life a second chance at life. I'm talking, I like hit everything hard. I mean, I was walking a mile or two a day. I would like go on walks with my kids and start sprinting. And they're like, what? Like, what mom? What are you doing? Like, I was just like, this is never going to take me down. It's time to shine. Let's go. I have mountains to move. Game on. And like ever since then, it has only like improved. So my lung function now is between 40 and 50% lung function, which is totally doable. You don't notice what 40% is until you're at like 20%. So it was just like a whole new outlook on life and just everything. Um, I was able to gain weight. I was putting on muscle. Like it was amazing. It was almost like a new soul stepped in like have you ever heard of Mm -hmm. (laughs) walk-ins okay I have I felt like I had a walk-in because I was literally knocking on death's doorstep it's just been life-changing I feel like I'm still the same person like I've always been like a go-getter and like a almost like I can do anything or if someone's like oh you can't do that and I'll be like watch me Mm -hmm. 
So just complete 360 on life and living. And that has brought me to what this is. And then it was like many just like hours in meditation or channeling or just really tapping into like what I was meant to be doing. How can I help humanity? How can I help these people that maybe don't feel like they have anyone that has been in the thick of it? Or how can I be an inspiration for people? And like for a long time, I didn't want to talk about it, but I think it's time. And I think people need to know that there are other people that will help fight the battle because it's hard to do it alone. And yeah, that's how I'm here. So probably two years ago, I was really just in a space of, okay, I know it has, it's having to do with energy. I know that what I'm going to bring is energy, however that looks. And then it was like, could I, you know, see myself doing Reiki or, you know, like all the kinds of like different energy healing. Sure. But then I was like, no, I want it to be like way more, way more than that. I want to be able to help more people at once than just a single session. Right. And then I've just always been like such a follower of like synchronicities and where am I being led and like keep following yes. those breadcrumbs because it's leading you to where you need to be. Sometimes I'd get off track, but it's, it's led me here. And it's um, one of the things probably two years ago I looked into was the harmonic egg, mm. which is like similar, but it's just like one person going in there. And so this was just a bigger scale. And then I just started hearing about Dr. Sandra Rose Michael, who's the inventor of the EE system. Then Jason Shirka picked up and met with Dr. Sandra Rose, and they talked about just like all this amazing stuff. And Because this technology has been around since, what, the 70s? Is that correct? So she, the technology has been around since like 20 years, I want to say, is when she came up with the technology and designed it. And that was like through channeling of her own because mm-hmm. she was a healer. And just how do you do it on a mass scale to help more people? Right. Because we have this ginormous awakening that needs to happen. And how are we going to get people there? Yeah, 20 years. And now finally in the last couple years is when it's been able to come out. It was like a hidden thing. And it the divine for, timing yeah. of it all. I just have to acknowledge you for sharing that really moving, heart-connecting story of what you've been through and the resilience that you have that you have, and the grit that you have from going through the depths of confronting really the end, potentially, of whatever this is, and to have to dig deep and keep going. And I just acknowledge you for having the courage to share that and to trust me and the space to do that. I feel very very honored in that and don't take that lightly so I just wanted to acknowledge that and I also just want to say that I knew we were going to have a really powerful conversation today did I have any idea this was your story I did not I've only known you for a short time and it just goes to show that there are depths of humans experience that connect us that you really don't know right you don't know what people are going through you really don't. Yeah. And you don't know looking at you and you're so poised and beautiful and professional. And I, I just, again, it's kind of like 
naive, but I, I just would never have thought this would have been your story. And, mm. and there's something in that that's really just shows that you are in a very unique calling with what you're doing and how you will help so many people with even just sharing what you've shared today. People will dig a little deeper and be able to go on with whatever they're potentially struggling with. So thank you for sharing all of that. Tell people how to connect with you. Yep. So the quantumjourneync.com is the website and there's an event page so you can check out Renee's yoga she'll be doing in there and some other events that we'll have coming up. Yeah. And then there's also testimonies on the website that even link back to Unified Healing. So you can go in and research anything you're dealing with and people that have already been in sessions doing them, maybe how many hours they've done. You can find that on the website. What is the larger website if someone is not from this area and they want to find an energy system location? Where yeah. do they go? Unifiedhealing.com. Unified. Yep. Okay, we'll spell it out on the show notes. Yes. And make sure that people have it. So Unified Healing, and you can search for anywhere across the world now, EE um, centers are How many centers up. are there? Oh my gosh. There's hundreds, right? Now? Yes. At this point? Yeah. Imagine the grid effect of having all those energy centers impacting at a, you know, couple miles distance. That's incredible. Yeah, that's another thing that they're trying to do to give owners the space to do it is right. um, centers being an hour or two away from each other. Almost like building a grid without knowing you're building a grid right. of healing. Well, I've loved our time today. Yes. Thank you so much for, for being here and for, for sharing your heart and your story and about this incredible healing modality. And I just um, am really grateful. Thank you. Mm. Thank you, Terry. Thank you.